Welcome to the Roan Podcast. Roan is the Curated Physicians Network that supports concierge, DPC, and private practices so they can remain independent without being alone. We believe that the future success of primary care requires membership-based medicine practices to thrive. Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Pope, CEO of Roamed, and I'm glad you found us. I hope you enjoy this latest episode of the Roamed Podcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Roamed Podcast. In this episode, we're granting all of our Roamed Podcast listeners an insider's perspective into a few conversations that left indelible marks at the 2021 Roamed Annual Meeting in Nashville, Tennessee. One of the panel conversations featured physician owners from three unique practices exploring what works in annual exams. This panel was designed to have very different practices and membership medicine give a balance of insight into the processes of annual exams. A well-phrased question from the audience received strong responses from all three panelists, making it worthy of being included in this episode of our podcast. In this next clip, We'll hear the question from the audience member, followed first by response from Dr. Ari Levy from Shift in Chicago. The frequent Rome podcast listeners will quickly recognize Dr. Levy as a previous guest on the show. And as a reminder, his practice has two physicians and an army of healthcare personnel that care for approximately, approximately 600 patients. Um, I was just wondering, how do you each keep track of you know, as you said, you have touch points throughout the year. Um, are you just using your electronic health record and like setting a reminder? Or is there somebody specifically in your office who is, is touching base? Um, I can just say that, you know, I think we all have those patients, some of whom will, you know, be texting you um, almost every week or something like that. And then those who never are texting you. And then how do you keep track of everybody? Thank you. Uh, you know, for, for us, um, I would say it is a fragmented yet integrated uh, system. So uh, because, because different uh, members of our team have primary responsibility, I mean, like in residency, we run the list every Tuesday uh, for an hour on almost all of our patients and what, they're, what they need, who's responsible. So we have a weekly cadence there, and then um, each practitioner has got his or her own way in which they're managing that with uh, the nurse and MA. Dr. Levy's comments were followed by Dr. Amanda Wolfstadt from Private Medical in San Francisco. She's next to comment on the same question. Private Medical is a bird of a different feather, managing closer to 100 patients per concierge physician and res- registered nurse team. Their practice has north of two, uh, excuse me, their practice has north of 20 physicians across four locations. Here's Dr. Wolfstadt. We huddle every day. So um, I have my my nurse and my um, patient care coordinator, and we are thinking through, you know, there's the acute issues. So we will, we, we go through the calendar essentially, and we look back at, at what happened last week, where they've been. We keep track of where what their out, outside visits are. So we know, oh, they were at Durham last week. We need to make sure we collect that note. Was there follow-up? Were there med changes? And then we have a reminder system to make sure that we are putting in reminders for their their follow-up with their outside visit, uh, their outside um, clinicians, as well as within all their preventive care. Um, that's also where we keep sort of 
special notes around how they like to communicate. Some patients don't want to use email because for security reasons. We have, you know, so there's a lot of sort of particularities, and that's all incorporated into that system. Um, but we, too, everyone has responsibility for certain aspects of their care. And then we, it's just critically important that we're coming together and communicating and touching base and checking in if anyone needs, you know, has, has questions. So there's nothing to stall um, the progress and moving forward with their care. Co-founder of the Colorado Center for Medical Excellence, Dr. Carrie Dawson, comments next. Also a previous guest of the Rome podcast, here's Dr. Dawson. And mine's challenging because I have a bigger practice. Um, but uh, we, we have an Outlook calendar and all the reminders go on there. And each week they give me the list and we go through them together and I delegate who's going to do what. Um, that may be follow-up from the week before and maybe two months later following up on the antidepressant that we started if we're not going to do that in the office, whatever that may be. But So we do that weekly with my team. Um, and then I just try, you know, if it's someone who I'm talking to all the time, they don't need to check in. But if I, someone comes, like, I'm doing a refill and I'm like, gosh, I haven't talked to them for like three or four months. I'm like, hey, I'm just refilling your low start and I just want to check in and see if you're doing okay. Um, make sure you don't need anything. So um, and I'm just going to do that throughout my day um, as I'm going. And, and some people really like that. And some people are kind of sign up and they're like, I don't want to hear from you. I want to know you're there just in case. And I know those ones. I don't call them bug them. They don't want to hear from me all the time. The other thing I'd say is um, we, we think about shared responsibility. So in, with every patient that I'm with, uh, I talk about how they have a responsibility to communicate with us as well. So that I, I, I do not want to be in the business of chasing people uh, to check on what they're doing or not. Um, I want to be in a partnership with my members to help you know, guide, nourish, and support them forward. And so um, they're very clear on that. Some people require a little bit more hand-holding. Uh, but we get very clear on that, uh, both at the beginning and then throughout our, you know, our, our time with them. During an audience polling segment of the same panel presentation, we asked the audience members if your practice employs dietitians or nutritionists. 74% of the audience responded no, while the rest had some blend of full-time or part-time support on the dietitian or nutritionist front. All three of our panelists were yes respondents to that question. We now get to listen here to their responses. We hear first from Dr. Dawson, then Dr. Levy, and finally Dr. Wolfset. Yeah, it's actually, it's worked great. So we have a nutritionist um, who is one day a week with us. Um, and patients get a complimentary 90-minute session with her. Our goal really is not to sell her services. There definitely are patients who need longer-term support from a nutritionist. We recognize that. That can be the one who I work with in the office or I get them someone else. Um, but she's, we've made it very clear to, their, to her, my nutritionist, that she is not there to sell ongoing services. My goal is to have patients work with her. Most people, a one-time visit annually um, can be enough. There's definitely a subset who need more than that. So we pay her one day a week. Um, and then she also does a once a month workshop on a various topic. It used to be in our office, in our um, waiting room, like from five to six at night. And it was a really intimate setting. And she'd sit down, probably we'd have 15 patients might show up each time. She'd bring in snacks for whatever she was talking about, and it was great. That's all via Zoom now. We hope to get back to person. But for that gives like that ongoing support for patients that they don't have to spend more money out of pocket to see a nutritionist if they want it. Uh, we, we employ two dietitians right now, um, and uh, we, we look at our dietitians 
uh, and our fitness staff and our PT um, as some of our, what we'll call our subject matter experts, and they also act as coaches, whether you would call them health coaches. Um, but they're part of the team that is working with an individual to help uh, their habit change. So our dietitians see every person that comes through for their exam, <coughs> uh, unless the person uh, elects not to see them. Uh, and our dietitians do have some individualized programs that generate a very small, but uh, still some ancillary revenue for us. So uh, it offsets the cost of their salaries. So our naturopathic doctors take care of um, the nutrition aspect or um, the diet change and behavior change. And so they're pretty broad in what they manage. It's actually quite remarkable how incredibly um, talented they are in their field. So, and they will outsource the specifics if we need a dietitian for a particular um, patient's you know, uh, care plan that's more involved then they will outsource. But they are very, very well educated and able to have those conversations. Um, and then sort of we'll also bridge that into the supplements, et cetera. We don't sell anything through our office. There's no revenue that comes from that. Um, it's entirely just a service to them, and we don't sell the supplements. So there's no, which I think builds a lot of trust with our patients, they know that we're not there peddling anything. Um, and in fact, our patient population is very used to being offered snake oils. And there's a lot of people who have a lot to offer to them. And um, I think they're very reassured knowing that we can review a lot of that with them and look, go over the data. Um, and that's also our naturopathic doctors have been trained, are very data driven. So um, it's, which I, it, it our doctors are very evidence-based and data-driven in our approach. So in order to partner well with the naturopathic team, it's really important that everyone's sort of speaking that language. Um, this panel conversation was followed and perfectly complemented by the CEO of Companion Health, Natalie Jorge, with her insights on the value of health coaches. Natalie's one physician, one PA clinic in Charlotte, North Carolina, also has several employed health coaches that extend the reach and impact of their practice, as Natalie describes here. So let's start with a quote from Jimmy Fallon, because having a sense of humor can help us connect human to human, a cornerstone for trust. British researchers are warning that one-fifth of the world's plant species are at risk of extinction. Even worse, kale is expected to survive. Yep. Kale, the poster child of healthy eating, is getting a bad rap, which is funny, but not as funny when you consider this quote. This is from Simon Hill, and if you're not familiar with Simon, he is an Australian nutritionist, physiotherapist. He's written a book called The Proof is in the Plants, and he also hosts a podcast called Plant Proof. So this isn't a newsflash to any of you, um, that an unhealthy diet is now responsible for more years of poor health and deaths than any other lifestyle behavior, including tobacco, hunger, infections, and communicable, communicable diseases. So clearly, our, our clients' nutrition, it matters a lot. But do you know what your clients are really eating? Like, really eating. Um, if they're anything like our clients, they think they're eating a lot healthier than they actually are. And we, when we dig deeper, we see some recurring themes. They eat a lot of highly processed packaged foods. 
Lots of protein bars, crackers, chips, and breakfast cereals. They eat out and they order out a lot. I often share this story with them. In the late 90s, I worked for Deloitte Consulting in the food service industry. And I got my first glimpse into the ingredients that go into restaurant food versus what we use at home. And it has only gotten worse since then. They often doctor up cheap ingredients with sugar, salt, and fat, um, then use high-quality ones. And these are addictive and definitely not good for our clients' health. I also like to say I'm seeing a, uh, a whole movement towards lots of chicken. Uh, many of our clients are eating pounds and pounds of it, um, maybe because they think it's the leaner protein. That we even have a lot of clients arriving with Chick-fil-A as their healthy fast food alternative. Um, we also regularly learn that they're not drinking enough water. Instead, they're, they've got quite the medley of artificially sweetened, caffeinated, and alcoholic beverages. Think workout drinks, and energy drinks, and protein shakes, and diet sodas, and coffees that are more dessert than coffee. So many of our clients are eating a highly inflammatory diet, and they don't even know it. So how do you go about getting a more accurate snapshot of what, our client, what your clients are actually eating, what, are, what their day-to-day -day behaviors are? How do you deeply learn them? Well, one of the ways we've had success at, with our clients at Companion Health is by adding health coaches to our team. And our coaches help collect more data points. As Carlos, my husband and physician, um, lead physician, likes to say um, about running labs on our clients, test, don't guess. But in this instance, you're going to get both soft and hard metrics from health coaches instead of from lab companies. Not only will you get a clearer picture of what your clients are eating, coaches often gather relevant info that might otherwise go missed. So even though our clients have Carlos's cell phone, many times they don't want to bother the doctor unless it's really urgent, um, and they're more likely to reach out to a health coach. Or others may feel ashamed to tell you something for fear of disappointing you, and coaches can serve as a safety net of sorts. And then there's the fact that our coaches regularly meet virtually with our clients and will get information that otherwise they may not have, such as I'll be talking to a client and they'll be mindlessly drinking something and I'll ask them, what is that you're drinking? And gently ask them to read the ingredient label to me and it can be very illuminating. Um, others have spouses or children enter the frame and comment on things that the client is doing. So these all would get missed in a regular clinical setting. So you may already have a nutritionist or a dietitian on staff. Why would you possibly want to have a health coach as well? Well, we are different in many ways. As a health coach, we talk about two types of food. There, the food on your plate is actually considered secondary because there are so many other things that nourish us in our lives, our career, our relationships, our spirituality, and so forth. And so you can drink all the green smoothies in the world, you can be eating all the broccoli and quinoa, but if you're in a toxic work environment or relationship, eating healthfully isn't going to be curative in and of itself. Another way we differ is that, we're more that nutritionists and dietitians are more focused on biochemistry, whereas health coaches on bioindividuality. Instead of being prescriptive and recommending very set dietary protocols for different disease states, health coaches recognize 
recognize what works for one person may not work for another. We all have different tastes, different family dynamics. We have different religious beliefs and so forth. And then there's a notion called crowding out. And this is really, really rather than focusing on dietary restriction and specific food components like calories and macronutrients and micronutrients, we're really focused on dietary expansion so that we encourage our clients to fill up on the good stuff, largely a whole foods, plant-rich diet, and then naturally they eat less of the bad stuff. And health coaches also, and this is a, it's big, health coaches meet clients where they're at. We let them set the pace. We help them build awareness around some of their entrenched habits and figure out the baby steps they need to take to shift away from some of those behaviors that aren't supporting optimal health. And as our clients start to experience success, they feel proud and inspired to keep going. This is where sustainable habit change takes root. Health coaches can also serve as a first line of defense, figuring out what, what your clients believe to be true. There is a ton of myths and disinformation out there. There are lots of silver bullet weight loss programs that consist primarily of shakes and packaged foods and celebrity endorsements like Tom Brady eating Subway. Do you really think Tom Brady eats Subway? No, he does not. And Joe Rogan and his keto intermittent fasting muscle building diet. Um, health coaches can help your clients navigate through the noise. At Companion Health, we hire multifaceted, purpose-driven health coaches who share your values. Um, here are some of the additional qualities we look for in our coaches. People who talk less and listen more. It's really important to ask really good questions and then just be quiet and listen. People who are compassionate and not judgmental because this is critical for building trust. Um, we found great benefit in having not, folks that have strong marketing communication skills, not just so they're great in session with our clients, but they can contribute to our written, our video, and our audio content as well. Certainly folks that can wear more than one hat um, is, a, is a benefit to all of our practices. For instance, one of our coaches is our nurse. Another of our coaches really is strong with SEO and data analytics. Certainly folks that can hold their own with your unique client base. And for this reason, we really um, hire folks that have had prior career experience in addition to coaching. And then finally, lifelong learners, because things are constantly changing, even just hearing about Grail. <laughs> you know, our coaches are sitting in on our meetings, understanding all the diagnostic testing we're doing as well. And so we think of our coaches as human billboards who model many of the behaviors we want our clients to adopt. And to close where we began, at the end of the day, it's all about delivering exceptional care. And that requires us to get to know our clients well. And all the players you include on your team, whether they are health coaches or not, should contribute to that pool of knowledge. And with that, our episode draws to a close. Bringing you insights in membership-based medicine in this particular episode, spanning the entire United States. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rome Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rome Podcast. If you enjoyed your time here, be sure to subscribe. If you have a story you would like to share on the Rome Podcast, I encourage you to reach out. After all, 
We are stronger together. Now, I invite you to take a few for you and enjoy three minutes of relaxing audio. Be well, my friends. <laughs>